Shut up and sit down. All these dialed guys are super strong beef mountains. What's kicking, little chicken? You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grant, Evan Price, Lance Hapler, and Jake Von Turing. Tip of the day from a quote by Abraham Lincoln. Give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. It's never too soon for some good old-fashioned preparation. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Vondering, and I'm here with Matt friggin' Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It is looking lonely in here. A little <laughs> bit lonely. It's just me and Matt sitting here in the uh, the old lab. So that can only mean one thing. Lance is on the road, question mark. Live on location. Lance Hepler, what's up, buddy? Yes, it is uh, Lance Hepler live from the road. I am currently sitting in the parking lot of the Olive Pit in Corning, California. Like you do. Uh, I don't think I've ever stopped there. Uh, my wife is a huge Olive fan. Is so she shopping right now? I, is she like, I'll do the podcast, yes. you shop, and then she's going to come back. She's like an hour and a half, and she's going to be not done shopping. That's going to own stock in the correct. store. Yep. She's in there. She's stocking up on olive and garlic. So um, That's awesome. I, I hate olives. So this is this is all for her. This is a stop for pure love is what it is for the wife. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there next time I'm down there now. I've never stopped there. Where are you headed to now, Lance? Uh, I'm headed to I'm headed back to Orange County. Believe it or not, I'm going to Dana Point. Um, I have been invited to some big wig investor seminar. People still think I'm important in the investor world, so I got invited to some summit thing that I'm going to go spend a few days down there. And I drug the wife and the dog along with me. We're and I've got some bikes with me. Hopefully, I can get out and do some bikes. So that's that's where I'm at at the moment. Which bikes did you take with you? I just got the gravel bike and a road bike with me this time. Nice. Did Brandy bring uh, some bikes too? Brandy's got her gravel bike with her. Okay. So yeah, we'll we'll do some biking here somewhere along the way. It's kind of nasty stormy right now, so uh, yeah. So we're we're shopping for olives instead of riding bikes at the moment. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, how about some backpedaling, boys? It's been a minute since we've done that. Uh, Matt, do you want to start us off? Um, I've been so busy with cross country. The good news is I've been bringing the mountain bike to races and going to weird places and biking around a little bit that way. Uh, I did set up a a slight... So usually I have like an indoor trainer in the uh, upstairs of my house or whatever, but I actually moved a lot of stuff downstairs into the garage inspired by David Goodman, who is like a, our neighborhood stalker because he um, will, you know, often be riding in the garage, just kind of like checking out the traffic of the neighborhood. And everyone knows him as the guy who like bikes in his garage. So very inspired by him. Uh, and I did like one small workout on the trainer, which just feels like a, like a, like a, you're letting everyone down, right? Where it's like, Weather's gross now. We've had a lot of rain over the past week. Oh, yeah. It's indoor training time for me. Um, other than that, a lot of product testing. So um, still working on Wahoo uh, Rome review, uh, which did require some outdoor biking and um, watches. Watches galore. Lots of them. Cool. So you're setting up your indoor training. I put it in the garage. In the garage now. I know. I, and I'm... Because... So I have multiple trainers, so I could have like a spot upstairs and a spot in the garage. Oh, okay. Do like a brick workout and you go like, you, you go right run. upstairs and you go to run upstairs. Run the stairs a few times and then run down. <laughs> it's just that, you, you know, sometimes it's actually nice to be in the garage where you get like a blast of cold, yeah. you know, wind or air or yeah. whatever in the garage. And sometimes it's nice to be inside where it's like nice so you, and warm. You can warm yeah. up inside the house. Once you're <laughs> nice and warm, warm up, you run out to the garage. Down. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, I tend to like to, um, do it's like i have plenty of bike trainers i just don't have plenty of bikes so it's more like do i 
you know, I tend to want to um, indoor ride on the old busted TT bike, which I could just move around. It's not hard to move, yep. but it's getting in the way of my brick workouts. <laughs> Lance. Yeah. Backpedal. You've done some stuff. Backpedal. New things. Oh, I have done some stuff. Uh, this last weekend were the uh, Cyclocross Crusade uh, races out in Cascade Lock. It was a just a two-day party out there. It was so much fun. There was a race on Saturday. We had we had nasty weather all week, so it was a proper muddy nasty race. You probably didn't, um, Lance. You probably didn't race, but did someone from Canada race? <laughs> well, that the first there was a Saturday race. First, mm-hmm. And then yep. the Sunday race was a costume race. So I I raced on Saturday in the 50-plus field, and I've been barely cracking the top 20 in that field at these cross-crusade races. But when the mud comes out, uh, this big body shines a little bit more, so I ended up 10th on Saturday, which was nice. super great result. I, I really enjoyed it. Um. Sunday is the uh, the costume race, and I did not race, but do kaboom! Canada's greatest stuntman showed up. <laughs> he looked and, good. He uh, looked good that day too, man. I'll tell you that much. He looked, he looked good. So it was. I will, it was a ton of fun. How how did the mud hold up against um, do kaboom's? You know, I would say ninety seven percent white costume. Yep. <laughs> yes. If if you don't know Duke Kaboom, I mean, he's from he's from Toy Story Four, and I was in a full white jumpsuit with a cape with a giant Canada maple leaf on it, and a and a white helmet that I had attached to my uh, regular helmet, and it was uh, it, it was a blast. Everybody called me Captain Canada or whatnot. Um, it got completely destroyed, more or less, in the mud. So it 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 was. It was so much fun out there racing. Everybody in costume, but everybody's still racing really seriously. Um, There was cartoon characters, and and Captain Crunch was out there. And uh, there were just, there was like the Black Knight from from Monty Python, the Holy Grail, complete with, uh, with missing an arm and blood spurting out of the stump. And he was racing with one hand. Freaking hilarious. Um, there, it was just, there was just a ton of great stuff. It was fun that day. My race did not go so well. Um, I, uh, right at the, right after the start, literally five seconds into the race, um, I was ramping up and it looked like I was going to slot in until about fifth, fifth position. And at the first turn, a hundred meters into the race, uh, I connected with a guy and completely crashed just oh. and took out took out the whole field behind me. Me and another guy connected. We both went down going full sprint at the start. And I just like held up the whole field behind me. So, and I think I even, luckily I didn't get hurt at all. And the bike didn't get messed up at all. I don't think anybody got hurt or messed up, but I, I screwed up everybody's race. That's for sure. Um, so I, I, I think as I went flying over my handlebars, I even yelled, Wahoo! I mean, I was just like having fun with it. But <laughs> after that, I'm like, okay, this, this, I'm not going to do well in this race. So I just kind of plotted along. I still tried to go hard. I ended up 20th that day in costume. But I, I won one of the costume prizes because oh, the good. Duke Kaboom uh, costume was, was pretty popular. A lot of cyclists like, you know, wearing you know, white pants. It's like a thing. I think, I think it's a popular thing for cyclists. And I think, um, yours was particularly see-through and that brings a whole new element to, um, racing. When you went down, when you went down and crashed, did your costume hold up? Okay. Yeah. My, my, the the cross split out. (laughs) Not that there was much hiding from that see-through white. Yeah, the the suit was pretty sheer, so I wore some I wore some Superman uh, underoos underneath it, and that's it. I had no chamois, no no like no oh. kit at all. Mm-hmm. I just had my Superman underoos underneath it, and it was so sandy. It was muddy. Was all the said sand and mud getting into the old nether region? I think. I think my nether region has turned to leather because I didn't Oof. feel anything. I, I, I was totally fine. <laughs> so 
it it was it was just friggin' hilarious. People laughing at me. I'm running around. If I bent over right, you have to look at my Instagram. But if I bent over right, you could see that my underoos shining through the white sheer, and it said "Bam" right on my butt. Oh, jeez, so, that was okay. It was pretty freaking hilarious. Next question, though. You uh, you did wash said uh, outfit there, Mister Kaboom, and you did wear said <laughs> costume the next day on actual Halloween. Same protocol? Uh, no, not the same protocol. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I did go. I went. I went out for pizza with my wife at uh, at Mod Pizza, and they were having like a discount if you had you know a costume on. So I pulled the whole Duke Kaboom costume on and the whole bit. And, um, and, and walked into the store and it was freaking hilarious because I got the, uh, I got a, uh, a discount on it. So nice, it was nice all work. pretty fun. It's worth it for the, yeah. worth, worth it for the discount. It was, it was worth it for the discount. So we just, we had a good time. So and tons of teammates out there, everybody racing, lots of people in costume. It was just a really, it was a fun weekend to be out there racing. So, awesome. That's good. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Very cool. It was fun. My back pedal, I rode on the trainer. All right, moving on. That's it? Just trainer rides? <laughs> it's just trainer rides. I'm just trying to get the uh, the old quad and hip and all that stuff to kind of settle itself back down. And um, I'm making sli- some some strides towards feeling better again. How are um, those early morning? I actually really enjoy those. They're, they're going at 530 on 530 Tuesday, on Thursday or something? Just Thursdays. 530 in the morning, we've been rolling out and starting right at 530 sharp. Um Kind of sucks a little bit getting up early to go ride on the bike because, you know, who wants to do that always? But once you kind of get into the habit of it, it's kind of invigorating. I mean, you just yeah. get pedaling. I'll, I just tell myself, you can take a cup of coffee with you. That's what we're calling it now, uh, coffee and kilojoules. Take a cup of coffee with you and sip it during the warm-up, and then, you know, you'll be fine. You get to drink yeah. your coffee and your riding. And it's a nice hour-and-a-half workout. Done at 7 o'clock in the morning. Go take a shower and get on your day. And, man, you feel great for the rest of the day. It's awesome. It really feels good. So quite enjoying that. And then uh, just doing all the normal other train rides and just trying to add on about 10, 15% volume each week now for the next couple of weeks and try and get back up to that 10 to 12 hour mark so that I can find my fitness that I seem to have lost. Good times. All right. Let's see here. Um, is no Evan Price today. No Evan Price. He's doing triathlon. What, what's he, he been up to? He, I, I know Cassie, uh, Cassie I saw did him. Iron Man. Yeah. Cassie did Iron Man, which is awesome. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he, he, well, he's got his new coach, so that's keeping him busy. And he said, I think he told me that like they're, he's swimming a lot. Really? Yeah. He's swimming. Like all of his sets are basically like twice, at least two times what I'm doing. For my oh. swims. I mean, like his swims are all like over, you know, like 5K kind of distance. It's pretty ridiculous. Well, that's the one thing he needs to work on the most. It is. So it is. It's kind of kind of makes sense. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think it'll be good. And I think you know, give this a year or two or whatever, and see how it goes. Now he's probably just coaching him on the the like the volume and the sets and what he's going to be doing. But does he have somebody actually working with him on his stroke as well, like a coach working with him on the technique end of things? Just I don't help know. Him I speed? don't think it's. Or is it too I don't think it's easy to do that <laughs> without someone being there. Yeah. So interesting. Cool. Well, have to get him back in here with us soon. Yeah, um, I know that we, we're doing this on a Tuesday, recording on a Tuesday. We post on Wednesday, and I think that Tuesdays don't work for him. Usually, we can kind of catch him on a Monday, but yeah. Yep. Well, this is going to be a Tuesday that's going to come out on a Tuesday. Oh, okay. It's the same day turnaround. Yeah. There's a quality re- dialed cycling podcast. There's a reason for that. It's November 1st. So it, uh, it's going to have to tie into this whole uh, topic that we got going on November today. November 1st. We'll get to that in a minute, though. But um, hey. Champ Bailey. Top Champ five here. Is in the top five. Champ, are you on the road? Are you down at the Olive Pit or Olive you Garden or wherever? Olive Olive Garden. Garden. <laughs> I'm, I'm Champ Bailey the at the Olive Garden. Garden. <laughs> I'm, oh yeah, I'm at the Olive Pit still with Brandy. She has come back with a whole. She, she walked. She walked out with a whole box of olives and crap that I will never touch. Nice. So, How can you be vegan uh, and not like olives, or at least like have them? In, I kind of like olives. They're awesome. My I, wife hates that's them. A, that's a good question. I uh, I can't explain that. I don't do olives or peppers. So. Huh. How about mod but, pizza? But I do do olive oil. Yeah. How, about, how about your mod so, pizza intake? How's that? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, the mod pizza. You, you can. You know, I always go there and get all the vegetables, and I don't get cheese on it, and it's actually really, really quite tasty. So, uh, uh, if you say I'm, so, I'm happy about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, but, Champ, what's going on, dude? So, uh, Champ Bailey is here, kind of. <laughs> um, there isn't a 
whole bunch of stuff happening um, other than Tigers Cross season is in full swing. Um, there's been several uh, World Cup cyclocross races that have happened. Um, their first two were in the U.S. We talked about those before, but now they're back in Europe. There was a race in Czechoslovakia that, uh, or the Czech Republic. I'm I'm not being politically correct there because I don't know exactly what the country's called anymore. But um, a race happened there. Ellie Easterbit has kind of been cleaning up on most of these races. Um, our own uh, Claire Hansinger did head over to uh, to Europe to do some racing. She did not do the World Cup initially. She went to a couple races in France because the travel schedule was kind of hectic to make it to the races in Czechoslovakia. She went to some races in France instead first, and she won both of them, which was oh, wow. which was really yeah cool to nice. see. A lot of the World Cup the big World Cup people were not at the France race, but she did do very well. This weekend, they had the big um, the Koppenberg cyclocross race in Belgium that goes up the Koppenberg climb. I think that is in one of the monuments on in road cycling, but they included in a cyclocross race last year. Claire Hansinger uh, won that race, but uh, this week, I think she ended up fourth in that race. So, World Cup race, she ended up Fourth, I'm not sure if it's a world. It might not be a World Cup race, but it's it's one of the prestige races in in Europe. So, so that's what's happening in cyclocross um, on the world stage and locally. Um, our, our cross crusade races. The the first uh, mud day race was won by our own Carl Decker. Nice. Um, he he. Uh, he didn't get that much of a hot start, but he ended up tracking down um, the youngsters who were in the field. There's a, a 21-year-old and a 19-year-old that are really good, Tanner Westcott and and Max Lawson, I think his name. Um, but he tracked him down and ended up winning. Um, on the costume day, uh, The I think Max Lawson won. Or was it Tanner Westcott? See, I'm not even, I'm not even very prepared because I'm in my car and I'm traveling around. But um, very fun. Uh, our own Paul First, he's probably not into the lab yet, but uh, he raced single speed on both days. He took uh, third in the single speed race on Saturday, but on Sunday, uh, in a full uh, cow costume, complete with the udders dangling off his chest, uh, he ended up winning the wow. single speed race. That was a big race, so, too. I think there was, what, like 60 or 70 people in that race? There was like 60 or 70 people. He got off the front with uh, with Jeremy Russell, who has been winning all the races, and with uh, Robert Cummings, who has been the bridesmaid at MS almost every one of these races. He's ended up second in a lot of these races. But uh, he uh, he ended up uh, getting around both of them right at the very end and ended up winning the, uh, the single-speed race. So that was super exciting to watch. So that was very fun. I'm really proud of Paul. He's been putting in good hard work and he's just talented and keeps getting faster. And it's fun to see him, you know, trying his hand at something because he, he did, he dabbled in the single speed a little bit last year, but he's generally kind of keyed in on doing the, you know, the one, two race and uh, for him to kind of like put a little bit more effort into the single speed stuff and actually do well. And then come out and win against some really heavy hitters. That's fantastic. Plus he was wearing a cow costume. Come on now. Plus, he was in a cow Yeah, It was awesome. Yeah, Robert was wearing a Speedo, if I'm not mistaken, and that yep, was it. Robert <laughs> just had a Speedo on, and Jeremy Russell, almost everybody was in costume, which is really, yeah. it was really, it's really cool to see that you show up, and if you're not in some kind of costume, you kind of feel left out, and you're getting heckled yeah, if you're exactly. not in some kind of costume. <laughs> but, that's, yeah, so. That's cool. It was a ton of fun. Um, any other news out there? Um, on the world stage, there's not a whole lot. Um, got a couple kit bits of information. Um, did you see that Sonny Cabrelli was forced to retire? Now he had some heart trouble this last year, didn't he? He did. Uh, he passed out. I can't remember which race it was. It was a bigger race. Completely passed out. Was unconscious, and they had to revive him to some extent and go into the hospital. And it turns out he's got a really serious heart condition, and they've come to the point now where um they had to put a pacemaker in there and he's been forced to hang him up if he wants to uh, oh. 
not have any kind of ill ill effects or worse yet die. So that's kind of okay. a sad thing because he's a he's a talented cyclist. Remind me, I did did he win? He won either Perry Roubaix. Did he win Perry Roubaix? I think it like was last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, that's too bad to see. He's the Italian cyclist and and a good guy. So yeah, he was just one of those guys that had a lot of pop, and he had a. He's not a GC guy, but you know he's got one of those, I don't know, like Rollier kind of feels about him. Like he can really get after it, and he can keep up like on the one day stuff, kind of like what you would envision Walt to be. Even though Walt's kind of a, I don't know, he's not human. <laughs> he's kind of like yeah. that kind of a rider. So, is it that was sad? And then the other thing was is the Cavendish still doesn't have a team. It looked like he was going to sign with that hotel BNB team, and I think that that team might be folding now, and so he's still kind of just floating out there and not with anybody not signed. Yeah, there's a big giant question mark with Cavendish still because they were they had a press conference plan to announce um, him joining the team, and then they scrapped the whole press conference, and so now there's all this speculation that the team might be folding. It might not, but Cavendish isn't really set yet. He is still feeling good and hoping to break the great Eddie Merckx's record for wins in the Tour de France, so he's hoping to get on a team that can get him to the tour of France and he can win another stage or two and break that record. So. Gotcha. Is there any speculation out there who this team might be? No, no, not I listened to, yeah, I listened to Lance Armstrong, the move podcast. And, you know, usually, uh, you know, his director, Johan Verniel has quite a bit of information. Plus they're all friends with Cavendish and they weren't quite sure what was happening there yet. Just that they hope he gets on a team because they think he's just going to break the record as soon as he gets on a team. So, but I don't know yet. Yeah. Well, you have to think that wherever he lands, they're going to get a lot of uh, publicity. Granted, it's not going to come with a small price tag. I'm sure he's going to command quite a bit of money, but I don't know. It should be interesting. It should be interesting. Yes. Not too keen on seeing the man win, but Hey, you know, records are meant to be broken, I guess. That's true. Yes. That's right. Cool. All right. Well, let's, uh, what you can say uh, something. Other than that, I, I don't have anything else. There, there was. I hate to do this, but yep. there was an a, another Come on, Lance. championship. There, there was, was a, a the seventy point three triathlon uh, world championship. This is a triathlon podcast. We have to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead, Matt. Tell us what happened there. So seventy point three world championships for triathlon, half Ironman triathlon championships was in St. George, Utah, and uh, on the guy side. Um, Christian Blumenfeld beat out. It looked like it kind of was a battle between him and Ben Canute for a lot of the day. Um, Gustav Eden, who is the guy that won the full championships, I mean, it was only a couple weeks ago. Um, he ended up dropping out. I don't know why. I haven't heard any details about that. I'm sure someone knows. On the women's side, again, I didn't get to see any of these races because I was actually doing all kinds of cross-country coaching stuff. On the women's side, uh, Taylor Nibs, I think, is... Yes, Taylor Nibs won... Uh, and they actually did these on separate days. I would think maybe one was Friday, one was Saturday. I'm not sure. Someone will tell us. And uh, this is what we need Evan for as well. Um, I think maybe Lucy Charles was out front for a while, and then on the runs, maybe on the run, maybe Taylor Nibs came in for victory. Paula Finlay, who's a Bend resident and Eric Lagerstrom's partner, mm-hmm. she ended up getting second. Oh wow! So I think yeah. she kind of came from behind, run through the field kind of situation. And, uh, yeah, so 70.3, World Championships, triathlon. Those two seem like a really nice couple. Yeah, they're cool. They they're uh, nice. they made a really nice donation to our uh, Junior School program. I don't know if you knew that or not. I they, did not know that. Yeah, they gave a bunch of uh, product and goods and gear and all kinds of, like, used and new stuff that they just didn't want anymore, and they donated it to our Junior Squad, which was pretty awesome. Did they say... Ow. This is from TTL, or this is just from Eric and Paula? From Eric and Paula, yeah. So That's really cool. Yeah, they got a bunch have, of... That's fantastic. Got well, a bunch of stuff, that, and man. the kids were able to pick and choose stuff that worked for them, and stuff that wasn't going to work for them, they were able to um, you know, find a, like a buyer for it for a really good price, and then those the monies went back into the Juniors program. So we'll I wonder if we could meet up with those two some at some point you know like have a have them come meet the juniors or do some yeah. sort of workout with the juniors team or yeah. something like that because they're good athletes and sure. good people and of course they do youtube stuff and yeah film things with eric and it's kind of fun yeah that'd be fun cool anything else champ no champ is done 
especially after having to listen to triathlon talk. Gotcha. Yeah. Love every minute of it. Awesome. All right. Well, next week we are going to do a Patreon drawing, another one Ooh. of those Patreon drawings. But I did want to just reach out and say thank you to uh, newest and latest, greatest Patreon um, person, <laughs> whatever you want to call him, Patreon, I guess. Aaron uh, Baraf is a new Patreon for the show, and we wanted to thank him. If anybody else is interested in being a Patreon, Go to DowPodcast.com, click on the uh, Patreon link there, and go and pick something that works best for you. And we greatly do appreciate that. So thank you. All righty then. I think that's everything else. So it's time for topic, right? Good? Yeah. All right, let's move forward. Let's do it. Cool. All right, so it's November 1st. It's the 1st of November, and this is that time of year. And this is this is kind of a little bit of a self-serving thing. It's just, it's it's a little little bit off for what we typically do because it's not really cycling specific but it can tie back into that but it's that time of year where if you aren't putting something on the calendar if you don't have something kind of driving your your habits and your motivations it's really easy to kind of fall into this whole like all right it's the holidays it's cold and crappy weather outside I don't feel like training as much because I'm burned out. And there's just so many different factors that will come into play. And all of a sudden, you know, you'll get to like the middle or end of December and you're like, well, that wasn't productive. I didn't log nearly enough miles and ate all of the things and gained too much weight and my fitness is in the tank and I need to start getting ready to do something about this. In the, the- there needs to be a name for this like time of year where it's like Halloween candy. We've got all of that. You've got all the candy and then you've got Thanksgiving you got holiday stuff, all this stuff, and then Christmas and yep. more drinking and parties and all yeah. that thing. There needs to be some sort of like stretchy pants name for the whole like whatever <laughs> this is, like two months yeah. that we have going on yeah, here. For sure, because it goes into like even New Year's, you know, get a little bit of New Year's. Yeah, for sure. Lance is pouring vodka down everybody's throat. I know. Yeah. Lance, it's mostly Lance's fault, but <laughs> it's my fault. It's a holiday 15. It's holiday 15. Holiday 15. Holiday 15. Going back to Halloween. Halloween was last night. Real quick. Did your kids go out and go trick-or-treating? It was pouring rain. I'm sure that they did at least your street, but did they go beyond that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? I I went out too, man. I was out there. So my job, my job every year is to stay home and hand out the candy. Yep. And then my wife always takes the kids. And this year was just the kid, uh, the youngest one. Perfect. But my son still went out when trick-or-treating. I'll get to that in just a second, but yeah. um, I've I've got this little tradition. I keep a little post-it note on the door because I want to keep track of how many kids come so that we can look at this thing and see what yep. we need to buy for next year. Okay. And plus, we'll make a note of when the first kid comes and the last kid comes. I've got about a decade worth of post-it notes. That you we need keep to post with. this data somewhere. I should. I could. David Goodman will chime in with his data as well because <laughs> he was like, I went to his, he, we saved his house basically for last on the way home. And he was uh, like, I just noticed he had this like, <laughs> a little ipad iphone app and he was like counter kind of thing oh really i don't know 72 or something i like my little tangible post-it notes but no yeah anyway long story short like we usually get anywhere from 35 to 50 kids on a light year to a heavy year kind of on a the only outlier would be the covid year we only had 17 kids that year okay last night it poured rain and i'm like how's this gonna go wasn't good. We only had 20 kids come last night. And we've actually got a little bit of a reputation now because we had a full-size candy bars. Got a rep. Got a rep. And the kids, two different kids came and they're like, oh, I remember you from last year. This is the house, guys. They're the ones who give out the full candy bar. And they were all stoked. And so I, because they said that I gave them two candy I'm bars. coming to your house. <laughs> I'm come and to your house. We had tons of these full-size candy bars. You just get them at Costco and it's a lot less expensive there. And um, anyway, long story short, only 20 kids showed up. Now we've got all these giant sized candy bars in our house and let's hide them in Lance's van. There you go. Yeah. But that's going to like play a part. They like would get, they would get eaten if you, they hit you. That's not, <laughs> thanks a lot, Matt. Not looking at me, and that's part of the thing. Is They're like vegan. You, you They're wanna, vegan, Lance. Yeah. You want to get rid of that stuff so you don't end up eating it. And you know, it's just that time of year where you potentially could lose a little bit of self-control. You're like, yeah, why not? You know, we're just, it sounds good as comfort food for when it's crappy weather out. Yeah. And then the other part of the story is my son, my son went out last night. He is oh, in eighth grade. Is He's 13 years old. He went out with a couple of his buddies. They know how to do it. They covered seven miles on foot. Oh, that's seven crazy. miles. They, they tracked it. He said that they they went seven miles, and they started like, I don't know, it was like 5 or 5.15, and they got home at like 8.30 at night, and they were just running from house to house to house to house. He went with a, um, his buddies. They had a pillowcase. Yep. He filled his the pillowcase was halfway full. Oh, I was going to say, did he bring it home, empty the pillowcase, and go back out? No. They started in one place, and they just they 
carpeted all of the neighborhoods. They just bounced from hood to hood to hood and never got in a car and just ran everywhere and went to all the houses. He brought home more candy than than I've ever seen before. He he dumped it out on the, the living room floor. Only- and I just looked at that and I'm like, my God, B, that that is so much candy yeah. there. So, and if he only had a bike, if he knew someone that would, <laughs> that sold bikes you know and he could get a bike, he that could travel more than seven miles would yeah. be his warm up. There you go. <laughs> like you roll up to the front door on your bike and knock on. Yeah, I'm a cyclist. Yeah, <laughs> you go. ring your bell at him or something. Like that. But um, anyway, he's got all that candy that are brought in the house. And then my youngest went out. And she did some trick or treating as well. Yeah. So we've got these mounds of candy. So I need to make all this candy go away. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's, that's kind of a part of the problem. It, it, and this is going to kick off that time of year where you, all of a sudden you've got all this crap, this candy, all this stuff, the sugar in your house that you don't need. And there's just so many other little things. So I wanted to go through a list of things and there's a couple of things where we can just start making plans for making better habits. But I wanted to come up with a, a list of challenges that we could potentially sign on to as a podcast crew. And if the listeners want to get involved in this as well, That'd be fantastic. On. And these challenges, ultimately, I want them to help us become better athletes, better, I don't know, more more fit, more healthy people. So I've got a list of things we can pick and choose. If uh, there's something that you guys think is lame, we can throw it off. If there's something you guys think you want to subscribe to, let's do it. And the goal is let's do it every day this year, or not this year, but this month. And then okay. if we want to roll it out to the rest of the year, uh, we can do that as well. So, all right, Lance, you got anything to add before I start going through some things here? No, let's. Let's uh, let's hear the list. All right. The first one that I ran across was called Planksgiving. Planksgiving. Yep. Doing planks every single day. And you can either just come up with a set amount of time or we can start it like easy and slowly progress over the course of the you month. You got to build. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. So I can come up with a, a, a couple different options there, but I think building like starting off with something simple. Is it like, going to start up simple for broken shoulder guys? Yeah, I've got two of those. So you <laughs> uh, start with I like have t- one. 20 or 30 seconds and then we can maybe try and get up to, I don't know, like a minute and a half or two minutes by the end of the month, but it'd be a daily thing. So Planksgiving is the first one. The second sounds one terrible. <laughs> sounds terrible. is coming up with like a weight loss challenge, but there's a couple of things that you can tie back into that. You can be, you know, we've done something like this before. Counting calories. I don't or, even remember who, who won these things. The weight loss challenge. I think we've done that twice. And we, we were, I think you actually want it if I'm not mistaken. I probably, cause I'm good at like stuff like that. Like just like, Oh, I just won't eat for two weeks. Like yeah. I just starve myself. But that's the thing. Are you going to do that otherwise? I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily healthy, but I no. mean, are you going to try and lose weight through the holidays if you don't have something looming over you? Um, I think probably more along the lines of January 1st or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. And I think we should put some, some money on this too. Cause you money. know why? Cause Lance, we'll, we'll tell Lance it's, it's more than it actually is. He's going to be going to Europe for like three weeks or something like that. And we know that he's going to fall off the this wagon. Month? Oh yeah. Oh, or, then, or yeah. Like later this month. Yeah. Then Lance. Yeah. Whoever loses I... that challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whoever's the la- whoever's last place is going to really get in trouble. I, I leave, I leave next week and I'm going to Europe for like four weeks. And like ten of those days, I'm on a cruise where everything is included. I'm I'm going to fall so far Weight off loss the wagon challenge. on stupid cruise. Ooh, Lance, I have an idea for you. Picture, get a photo of you planking, and for the next like thirty days, and, and your pictures will be the best because they'll be like, I don't know, in go. front of the Eiffel Tower or wherever you're going. I don't know where you're going. Probably we're not going to, to Paris. We're going. We're going to uh, Amsterdam and Germany, Belgium, Greece, Turkey. I don't know. Yeah, you can probably get some good photos. Flanking photo I'm ops are like endless. There. Yeah, I like that. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, the next one is we all come up with a vice, and we have to quit said vice for the entire month. That's another one. Crack cocaine. There you go. <laughs> um, vodka. Lance's vodka problem. <laughs> So um, another one would be no processed sugars for 30 days. That's a good way to mitigate that whole Halloween candy thing. I that one would be that hard for me. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what has processed. How I many mean, pieces of candy did you eat last night? One. And it was the tiny little Snickers thing. Wow. I know. Someone was like, what number is that for you? And I was like, it was at the end of the night. I was like, this is number one. I just don't, I'm not, I don't know. Not a sugar guy? Well, I like it. It's just, I. Do you I, eat like ice cream or? No, I usually, I mean, so we have, you know, like a dessert night, certain nights of the week or whatever. I'm okay. sure you have something similar at your house because you don't, otherwise kids won't dessert every night. And I usually skip it, like the ice cream stuff, but I'm a carbs guy, man. Like I'm like beer. Well, and beer, you know, all those things have sugar in sure. them too, but it's like, give me beer, give me 
bread, all those things. Gotcha. No fast food. Now that one's easy for me. I just, I yeah. don't eat it. So I don't know if you go out and eat fast food much. Would, but where does something like, I don't know. Chipotle. Um, Chipotle or Mod Pizza. Because we know yeah, Lance Chipotle, can't Yeah, Chipotle and Mod Pizza are, called, are, are considered fast casual dining. It's not actually fast Food. Are you just saying that, that because magic. is that is are you just saying that because you like to eat there? That's how he justifies. Uh, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that does, it does make me feel better okay. about myself. Okay, casual good. dining. I I would agree that those would be okay, but I'm thinking more like your McDonald's, your Burger Kings, your Taco Bell's, things of that nature. Dairy Queen, where's that lie? <laughs> that's pretty high up on that yeah, scale too. Probably. Um, I know for our cross country like race, like the kids will go to Dairy Queen after it's like our annual tradition after the state meet next weekend. So. It'd be hard. All right. Another one would be setting a bedtime every night. That would be difficult for me. That's, tr- it's not that, tr- well, I mean, the I'm, tricky thing for me is the fact that we're putting kids to bed and that yep. fluctuates a lot where it's like trying well, to get the kids to bed a certain let, time. Let's say that you were, you're going to bed at midnight and you're getting up at 530. You could probably do yourself a bit of justice by going to bed at say like 1030 or 11. Yeah, I, so. My problem is I don't ever go to bed at midnight. Like last night I was working for an extra hour after uh-huh. all the Halloween stuff. Sure. Right. But most of the time I'm going to bed at most of the time I'm going to bed at like 930. Really? Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. I go to bed pretty early. Unless, Old man Legrand over here. Oh man. I could easily like so if we're putting the kids to bed at 830 because I have little kids I will fall asleep with them every night. I can go to bed anytime right really? now. Right now. Find me a pillow. <laughs> yeah, I think I finally got to bed last night at about 1130 and I was up at um, 455 this morning. Yep. I don't know why. Just that's what time I got up. But I usually get up between 530 and 6 o'clock every day regardless. So sleep's important. What about you, Hepler? Uh, yeah, I usually am in bed by 10 o'clock. I'm usually I'm usually asleep by 10 o'clock. I don't have to put my kids to bed anymore. My my uh, my 22 year old daughter and her fiance are living with us right now. Just put them to bed. Let me tuck you guys in. Let me tuck you guys in. <laughs> they're usually in bed by like 8:30. They go to bed. That's so hilarious. Early, wow. Which is which is kind of funny. Of course, they both are early risers and go to work very early. But uh, yeah, they just they go to bed early, and I'm like, oh, I guess uh, I guess I'm going to bed too. But all right, well, that one's gonna be early. probably too much of a moving target. We'll just toss that one. But mm-hmm. I think that a get a bunch more sleep, and b maybe we could say get seven hours a night plus of sleep. Some people that's not enough, that's, but for me that's, that's, a, that's like that's a great goal. If I, I get seven hours every night, man, I'd be happy as I'll get out. Yeah, that's a good goal. My goal is eight when I have like you're setting your watch goals or whatever. I can't remember the last time I got eight hours of sleep. I, I get eight occasionally. It's probably been a decade at least. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't have trouble getting eight hours of sleep. You, you guys don't want to hear that. So. <laughs> I think it's good. Good to hear, Lance, because I think all the people that don't sleep well, it's not healthy. Dry November. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think I like those ideas. I mean, I will, I think potentially take January off. You know, I typically do that. My wife and I have done that the last three years. Yeah. We've taken January okay. off and I've actually taken it so far as to say, I'm going to take February off too. And I even went like halfway into March a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I mean, I don't drink that much to begin with, but um, you know, it's one of those things where that does, you know, help out in the sleep department. That does help out in the helps, recovery department. Helps with sleep. Help. I usually lose five pounds just from not drinking. Yeah. And your beverage of choice is beer. We, you know, this time of year, I kind of like to have wine, like a red wine or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like beer too. So last night I had probably beer and a half. I think I had like half a beer and I was, we went out to go trick-or-treating. I sure. left Fallen Soldier behind. And uh, and then I think I had a glass of wine also. So that's a fair amount of drinking for me. Wow. Like two and a half okay. drinks. And uh, yeah, so it's just one of those things where it's like there were people in our house coming around, like having food, like all these other kids, all this stuff. Like, so there was just, it's the social drinking thing for sure. Yeah. I don't think that any of us necessarily has a problem with that. Lance may be questionable. Lance has a little, yeah, a little bit of a problem. But um, that's definitely definitely one of those things that you can help uh, yourself out. I think that I would personally put that on the table until January, kind of like you. And, um, you know, when it's this time of year and if it's Thanksgiving and it's Christmas and we're going to go visit my family and, and yep. whatnot, we're going to sit around having a glass of wine might yeah. be kind of nice. So that one would be one of those things where I would lose and it wouldn't be for like, you know, any great reason, right. you know, it's just, a, it's a, a social thing to do for me and my family. So we should challenge it because we'll do January 1st. Yeah. We'll do some sort well, of January 1st challenge. I'm put sure. A, put a pin in that one until January. 
Um, of course, I, I hold on. I, of course, I don't. I don't. I don't drink. I never have, and I, I have never started drinking. So I'm not going to start now. It's just not a part of my life. But so you think you could uh, win that maybe, challenge? Maybe I could win that challenge. <laughs> but on the, but on the the whoop data, one of the things they track, or they can you can fill out this this survey every morning is whether you had alcohol the day before, and it it has a pretty significant impact on the quality of your sleep. Oh yeah. If so this is all anecdotal, not anecdotal for me because I don't know how this feels, but um, people will fall asleep easier mm-hmm. if they've had a drink or two, but the quality of their sleep through that night is not as good. So you don't get as much restorative sleep if you've had a few drinks the yep. night before. Yep. So I think it's interesting because a lot of the watches will um, look at your HRV data and your sleep stages. So that's like you go into deep sleep, REM sleep, and it'll look yeah. at that stuff and it'll give you a sleep score. And it's not just Garmin. There's other companies that do this. But uh, but sometimes you can tell like, oh, these nights that I've had whatever it is, you know, over two drinks or whatever, like, oh, those those nights are not that great of sleep. You're getting a score of 70 something instead of 80 or whatever, you know? So it'll, it'll take a little ding to your sleep for sure. Your sleep score. If you track that stuff. Yep. All right. Here's another one. Drinking a hundred ounces of water every day, at least a hundred ounces of water. There's days where I drink way more than that, but there's a lot of days where I'll get to the end of days like, well, crap, I haven't drank hardly enough. I, I start every single day. The very first thing I do is drink 20 ounces of water. The absolute, like I get up, I go downstairs, I drink water. And um, that's before coffee, before everything else. And that's a good way to start the day. But there are some days where it's like I drink that. And then the next time I drink a glass of water it might not be until we sit down to have dinner at night. Mm-hmm. And that's another 20 ounces of water. I'm like, well, that's not nearly enough. And I noticed that with respect to like my energy levels, sleeping habits sometimes will like get a little screwy. Um, and there's just a, a myriad of other things that will kind of go sideways on me if I don't get enough water. But what are your thoughts on maybe adding that as a, another I think that track like so I think I drink a fair amount of water I mean sometimes it's bubbly water and things like that but sure. like, I think I drink plenty or I think I drink over 100 but tracking it is yeah. a different step right because what you track you improve upon a lot of times and so well and that's another thing you said you think you drink over that but yeah. you don't know because you maybe aren't tracking it sometimes it's like oh my gosh did I how much coffee did I drink today or it's decaf yeah but I, like we'll sometimes drink you know four cups of decaf or something sure how about you, Lance? How do you do with the old waters? I I don't do that well drinking water. I I don't. I've never tracked it. I've never kept track of it. So this this would probably be a very good challenge for me. There's so, water in your. There's water in the Monster Energy drinks, Lance. So you're there, good. There, <laughs> I, I do drink one of those every day. I do have a Monster Energy drink uh, every day, and I and I'm probably the idiot on the podcast that still drinks diet soda. Um, yeah, that's not good for so you. Once a day, I Maybe. still have diet. Pepsi or something like that once a day. So, uh, yeah, that, that'd be a good challenge for me. So drinking plenty of water. Um, keeping a food journal, does that ever appeal to you guys? Would you track they your, work? They, they definitely do, but, I mean, they would work. you do something like, like My Fitness it. Pal like every day for a month? It could. It'd be a good, it'd be interesting because it'd be a pain in the butt. That's part of being a challenge, though, too. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. It just, I hate when... Like food doesn't fit into, because here's the thing. It's almost like, oh, if you grab this pre-canned thing, you'll, it's easy to find on the list. It's just yeah. like all the things that I, I, I try to, I don't know. We, t- we tend to eat like, le- try to eat less processed food and stuff like that, which means you're, you know, are, do we have to measure this thing? Like how much rice is this really? How much salmon am I really, like I, I hate to like measure my food and all that stuff. I find do that annoying. you find that you're kind of a creature of habit in terms of like you generally on the whole, like we'll say like 80 or 90% of the time are eating kind of the same things pretty consistently. And then you're just kind no. of dabbling. Different. Is it always something different? There's a lot of variety and it's my wife likes to cook. That's but why I'm it, fat. But is it stuff that's just presented a little bit differently? Is it just, you know, this kind of salmon, that kind of salmon, the other kind of salmon, like you're, you're just dressing it up different ways. And no, she day, likes to try different recipes. Okay. And so then you're like, I don't even know. Like I, like she made this like salmon. We had salmon and steak, and this weird rice thing. And I don't eat steak, so I just ate the salmon. I have no idea how much salmon I had, but I had a fair amount of it. And then this rice thing had sweet potatoes in it. Had like all kinds of dish, different stuff in this little rice dish. She had a name for it. 
which I didn't remember because I'm dumb and <laughs> I have no idea like how much of that I ate either. So I hate tracking that stuff, but I do know that if you are, you're going to be less likely to snack if you're going to be like, okay, I had the snack and I have to write that down. Yeah. And so I think it's a good challenge. It's just not easy. I, I find that there, if you've never kept a food journal for a month or two, there is absolutely value in yep. it. So it, it does get a little exhausting when you're trying to find, like my fitness pal is a pretty good app for tracking food and they have a lot of stuff in there and it will remember some of your favorites. So yep. if you eat some weird rice, sweet potato bowl, you can, you can make an entry with that and then it will remember that entry, which is helpful. But the, the best thing about a food journal is that you absolutely think twice about right. what you're eating because you know you have to write it down. And so you just tend to be more careful about it. Yeah. Unlike now, when I'm not keeping a food journal, I am going to uh, eat that whole bag of Haribo with no issues. I think I'm getting kicked out of my spot. Hold on. I wonder how a food journal would go for Lance while he's on a cruise. Would you do that, Lance? <laughs> would you take the time to sit down and do it? I mean, it, it really doesn't take that long. I mean, to enter a full meal that you've never had before, you might be taking one to two minutes yeah, yeah. of time once you get proficient at using the but app. It's but the, it's the, I'm having dinner with my wife and I'm pulling out my phone. Like that's you can a, do it after the fact. That's a big slap on the butt cheeks right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get the slap on the butt cheeks. I just get the stink eye. But yeah, um, yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, I mean, you can remember. Just take a quick picture of what you had for dinner and then sit down afterwards when it's your you time and just go enter it in real quick. Yeah. You can guesstimate in terms of what the how many ounces Volume. of salmon that is or yeah. well, how I many th- cups of I'm rice. Not, or I'm not good at estimating, but yes, you could. That's <laughs> not a, Taking the picture is not a bad idea. Would you would you do something like that, Lance? Is that something you could subscribe to for the month? I could. I, I would do that. It's always helpful when you do that. I'm sorry about the noise. I, I got uh, I got I was poaching on some land to find a quiet spot and I just got kicked out. So that's what happens sometimes. <laughs> Get off my lawn, Hepler. Yeah, I'm getting kicked out. You know, another cool thing about the uh, my fitness pal too is if I'm not mistaken, I believe we can connect with each other. Have like go. be friends on there, we can kind of see what each other's doing and kinda of poke and prod. And I believe that you can track fluid intake there as well now. Oh, really? So you can see both water and, you know, whatever your caloric consumption was for the day. I have it, and it sends me alerts. You've never entered any food here. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I don't like you. That's My funny. fitness. So we'll put that down there as a, a strong maybe. Um, a couple other 30-day challenge things were things like an ab challenge. So doing like a whole ab routine. Um, oh, that'd be cool. Yep, so you could do that in conjunction with maybe the uh, the planks, as well as a squat challenge or... There, people do the push-up challenges too. I don't know if I could do that. I don't even know if I could do it's, a full push-up right now. Push-ups or, are weird because it's like the one exercise I can't do after my bike shoulder crash thing. Like yeah. I can swim, but yeah. it's like. Have you tried? Oh yeah. Oh, I try all the time. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Well, so for cross country, we do lots of push-ups and things like that. And I try all the time and I can do 10 safely. And it's just, it's like a weird pinch in my shoulder and it has to do something with the position of push-ups. If anyone is listening and they're like, physical therapist they'll be like oh yeah that's the rotor strap piece blah flex blah capacitor. blah flex capacitor yeah they'll give the technical term for why i can't do push-ups but it is what it is and it kind of stinks because like sometimes kids will come in late to practice they'll i'll be like you got to do push-ups and then here lo and behold it's like oh when coach lagrange has to do push-ups he can't <laughs> and i used kids to give you a little crap about that and it's what? weird too because it's like well it's just one of those things where it's not that i loved push-ups you know whatever it is, four years ago. I didn't, but I could do them yep. and I could do 50, right? Sure. But now it's like, I can't do 10. Like that just irks me that I can't do something. Yeah. I so I used to be able to do them for days. What about something like a burpee? Could you do a burpee? I can, but burpees are tech. I mean, so it's not I can a, do a, I can do a select few of them because our, our like circuit thing has like, you do five burpees at this one station. Sure. For cross country. And I can do that. It's just not great. It's ugly, but it's it's an ugly burpee. You can do it. Okay. Lance, you still there? I'm still here. I just had to move, and then there's a giant rainstorm. So. Oh, man. I hope you don't have to drive through the rain, dude. <laughs> That's why I've stopped. Yeah. I don't have to drive through the rain. Um, I have to be cautious about uh, different moves because every time I try to do something 
strength related like that, my back eventually yeah. blows up on me. So Burpee, burpees might be bad. Um, Squats burpees, might be bad. Yeah, those those two movements aren't aren't copacetic with uh, my fragile back. How about so, planks? Planks okay? Uh, planks are okay if uh, if I work up to it. You know, don't just um, okay. don't just get down and like what try to go for two minutes right off the bat. What was because, that day? There was some day where you were like, I did two hours worth of. Like some sort of strength exercising drills, and now that was what was that two years ago or something? <laughs> it was, yeah. I was I was trying to you know incorporate some some weight uh, movements and weight training into my my routine so that all in I could be I could be faster, and I ended up uh, it, it backfired. Yeah, it kind of ruined the whole season for me. So, where for all of us old dudes, we're gonna have to like really settle like put the ego aside and just be like and pink padded weights we just need to be careful right <laughs> right exactly all right um there i don't have much more in terms of the fitness stuff i'll get i've got a few other things i'll touch on in just a moment those will be more maybe kind of fun things but um is there of the list of things that we've talked about is there anything that you guys would want to subscribe to and i know that we're kind of just not winging it but we're just sure. kind of coming up with this as we go do you want to put one thing on the on the list do you want to put like five things three things what what are your we thoughts could, you know what with this kind of stuff we could easily do one of these a month one of these a month i'm just saying like for funsies like if you win you win if you lose you lose no big deal but like i like the plank challenge idea that wouldn't have to be this month necessarily i'm doing it uh, this month we're starting today buddy okay i know but i'm just saying like <laughs> like if we don't, yeah, I think we should just basically have a challenge each month. Okay, because I, I like why that. not? Like, yeah. I mean, the if it's March or something like that, you know, Still and we're doing some, we're doing like a no drinking challenge for the month, whatever it is. Like, that's fine if you don't win or whatever. But like, I just think I don't think we should try and do twelve of these in the same month. No, where that's way too much. When we could do one each month and make it more fun for our podcast and our yeah. listeners. And that's if something stick thought. and you keep doing them, then all the better. But sure. the whole the whole guiding principle behind doing this right now is to start creating some good habits through a uh, kind of tough year. Yeah, you know your your sweatpants, the sweatpants months. <laughs> um, keep the stretchy pants close, guys. One other thing that we can put on this list too that I would definitely benefit from would be stretching. I do need to work on mm. some stretching in my hip girdle area. Um, that's a definitely definitely another thing that we could probably say, hey, spend five minutes stretching. Something along those lines, I think, would be good value for me and probably for you guys too. Yep. So, um, yeah. going back to this, Lance is saying that he's out on the, uh, the burpees and the pushups and all that other stuff, which is, is fine. But Lance, are you good on the plank challenge? The um, I'll, I'll do the no drinking challenge. I think I'm up <laughs> that's going to be a tough, um, <laughs> especially on the, the uh, on the booze cruise you're going on the booze cruise. The booze cruise I'm going on. There is alcohol included, so I'm not taking advantage of that. Yeah, you're leaving um, money on the table, man. <laughs> well, I am leaving money on the table there. I uh, I like the uh, the water challenge and the uh, the food journal. I like those two things. So and the planks and Brandy uh, said that she wants to join as well. Are we inviting our wives? Absolutely. Wives and anyone right. else that listens to the podcast. I'm thinking that we set up the uh, the whole My Fitness Pal. We can share our accounts with each other. Would sure. you be open to sharing that with listeners, or do you want to just try and keep that a little bit more private? Um, maybe. maybe. I mean, it de- it depends. I don't I'm, know if I want to share it with I'm my whole. Maybe we can post some screenshots or something like that on the, sure. the Facebook account and share it that way, and and then we'll let everybody just follow Lance, and Lance can tell everybody how we're doing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll all see how much candy I eat. It's it's a problem. I get a problem. <laughs> All right, so those three things I think is a good start. Keeping a food journal, hundred ounces of water every day, and Planksgiving. So we can definitely do those things, and then, like Matt said, we can add and subtract other things as we go through the different months. Um, I think that could be a lot of fun. Now, I wanted to move on to one other thing that we can do. So we'll call that good for the month of November. We're going to do those three things, but. I wanted to do something else that might challenge us in a different way just to be a little bit more fun. We've done like the whole like, you know, dialed 100 where we did 100 days of consecutive writing. I don't know if we necessarily need to do 30 days of writing in November, but something to maybe draw a little bit of awareness to cycling would be like post something cycling related on a daily basis. It could be a picture of your bike. It could be talking about maybe like the different laws of like how cyclists are supposed to interact on the roads or maybe some trail etiquette, but just post something cycling related every single day to bring awareness to cycling and maybe get some people interested and maybe uh, educate a few folks along the way. What do you guys think about something like that? 
that's, that's a great idea. I think I, I post a lot of cycling content already, but, uh, being, adding some stuff for a little more awareness would probably be a good idea too. So I like that. You know, if Lance posted something like, dude, that is, that is great knowledge. We should be sharing that with everybody. I think that would be a perfect opportunity for, you know, if somebody's following Dr. Hep on Instagram to, you know, share that to their story for the day. And it's just a way for us to kind of propagate out their information to folks so that they can, you know, get more in tune with what's going on in the cycling community and to learn a few things. So um, I'd love to see our podcast, try and do something on a daily basis and, and we'll post it up on the podcast um, Instagram account. And um, if it's something that Lance, posts up and he wants to do and I'll, I'll share it or Matt does something that I could share. I mean, that'd be fantastic. If I do something on my personal that we can share there, I'd love to be able to push some information out on the, uh, the old cool. Instagram feed. Sounds like a good I idea. Like it. Stuff, that, something fun. Um, is there anything that you guys want to do this month? Anything else? Post more, uh, post more videos to YouTube. Keep posting. Drink, drink more vodka. I don't vodka. Know. The, keep <laughs> I your don't vodka know. intake <laughs> high. <laughs> more Duke Kaboom videos. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that that's going to be about a wrap there. I know that um, this stuff is kind of corny, kind of cheesy. It's an easy topic, but I think that it's going to get some people motivated, myself included. So I I really thank you guys for, uh, you know, humoring me here so that I can try and get myself on target. I've got some work to do to get myself back into fitness after this whole quad thing. And I do think that this will be a good place to start. And uh, I'm thankful for that so let's go ahead and do this um are you going to do the whole like what you're thankful for every single day this month lance i uh i i could do that yeah i'm i'll <laughs> i'll try to jump on the plan and we'll see what happens cool all right we've got other things to move on to uh, appreciate that um let's do one last thing here matt you want to start us off per usual okay uh last week i posted a video about the Coros foot pod and it's interesting because, um, of course, I mean, uh, the, the, it's not a vi- like an item that I recommend that people like need. It's questionable. But uh, Coros is basically coming right back and, and releasing two watches that are coming out on Thursday. And uh, I'm planning... fisting it over here with two watches on. I'm planning on posting a review of that at, on Thursday mm-hmm. if I can get my butt in gear and get a video posted. And I also suggested that I would get a Wahoo... Rome video out and I have footage and things like that. I just need to figure out what I'm going to say about it. I kind of have in mind like how the video will go. Um, but that's a, another video that could come out on Friday or wow. that's probably too much. Cause I'm probably going out of state, but maybe early next week soon. I promise Wahoo Rome version two. It's a great computer. It's a great device. I would say it's a very incremental update. I wouldn't say it is a, you know, massive change to what they've done in the past. Gotcha. You've got two watches on right now. You've got one on your right wrist. It's white with a gold bezel and like a salmon colored um, wristband. That's the Coros, correct? Are they the exact same watch or is it two different? Tune in on Thursday okay. and find out what I might have been wearing. Yeah. So the are these aren't announced yet? They're not announced yet. Oh, oops. <laughs> well, the green one, we'll just call it that one. That one yeah. The green one. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of like that. That's got a, a sharp look to it. So cool. And then that wristband, is that Velcro? You'll tune in on Thursday, and you will find out. (laughs) You're killing me, Smalls. (laughs) And just one other quick question for you, too. When you do these YouTube videos, your average video is, what, about 10 minutes, 12 minutes? Yeah, yeah. How much time goes into starting or doing a a 10 to 12-minute video from start to finish? And Matt's pretty refined at this. He's got it down to a science. Okay, so some are... Obviously, you're going to do a lot more editing in some of them on average. When I get a product... It, like two days before it's released or a day before it's released, which is seriously what happens sometimes. I literally can't put that much time into it because there's just not enough time to do it. And so it's like, you do need to, I don't want to post anything that I haven't actually like run with or um, worn for a while. Or, you know, a lot of times it's like, I'd like to be able to swim, bike and run with it, which is, it yeah. does take time. So there's the activity part of it. And then there's like writing what I want to say. And that is probably the most, you know, that or the editing. Um, take the most time sitting down in front of the camera. I usually say it takes me an hour, but sometimes it's less to get out like 10 minutes worth of talk. So maybe that's a good kind of rule of thumb of like, Hey, for, you know, 10 minute video, you, when you're talking, you know, you're, you're going to need an hour. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that's like, I need to set up lights and all this stuff or whatever. Sure. But mostly it's like, if I know what I'm going to say, I can pretty much knock it out. And it's more like 30 minutes than, than an hour. Yeah. So, and then the editing is, uh, another, (sighs) It's it can be 
three uh, three or four hours of editing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. What would you say that your exchange ratio is for every minute that your video is long, it takes you this long okay. total total time wise. The for whole every, the whole process. Like are you like it's, it's uh, very different. an hour for every minute? When I want to build like when I want to make something really cool, like let's there's, there's a big release like Apple Watch or whatever. Um, well, like for example, I did an unboxing video that was really short of the Apple watch and I did some interesting stuff with that, uh, particular video that took a long time per minute, right? Yeah. Like maybe the video itself is two minutes and it probably took me 10 hours, not maybe less than 10 hours. Maybe it was like six hours. It took me a long time to make that. Uh, whereas, you know, other videos are significantly different than that, but on average, it, you could probably say for every an hour's worth of work for every two minutes of video and probably somewhere in that average. And I think that better YouTubers do a better job than that. They're like, I can put out a lot more content if it's not perfect. And I just like get it out. How many of those people have an editor though? There's uh, that's, some, that's some of them more and more prevalent. I think some like. of them do. And a lot of them don't like, um, I'm friends with all, all these guys and I don't, most of them don't have an editor and they just know how to be like, let's crank out stuff. So it's, it's, it's something that I think is a flaw with my, the way I do things. And, uh, and I think that's okay. I'm just no, rolling with it. It's not a flaw because you enjoy doing it. Though, I right? enjoy doing it. I, I mean, love doing sometimes it. Sometimes I'm sure you feel yep. the pressure of like, all right, I have to do this. I've kind of created this. This is my job. This is my role. People are expecting me to yeah, do it. Yeah. And it's probably more pressure from you than anything else, but I don't know. I, it's, it's fun to sit down and be creative. It's fun to, to, to kind of be able to play with things that make you happy and excited right. and to kind of be able to be, able to put something out there to people and then to see people viewing it and giving you good positive feedback. That's just reaffirming. Like I'm doing something that I love and, and people are enjoying it and this is just a win-win situation. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely parts of it that are very creative and very enjoyable. And that's kind of why I do it. Right. I mean, it's, it's super fun. And, uh, and people are always like, Oh, you're, you, you do YouTube videos. And I'm like, yeah, it's really fun. Like I enjoy making all of these videos. I do put pressure on myself, which is probably not great, but yeah. And one of the things that you do as well, and I don't mean to like continue to go on here if you don't want to talk about this, you encourage people to do their own videos, to put stuff out there, to be creative, to try doing this kind of stuff, be a YouTuber. And that I think so, because it's been a good experience for me. Yeah. I think the things that are like, you'll get negative comments. You'll get people that are like, you know, you'll, I, I think people don't do it because they're worried that they're, that people are, you know, they're getting a ton of views and people are going to just be like, and just blast them, you. Yeah. And yes, that will happen, but probably after a year or two of you posting videos. It's like the first year or whatever of you posting videos. Like, don't expect, you know, 100,000 views. Like, yeah. just mostly it's going to be you and your mom watching this, you know, video. That you, and you sent it off to all your friends and half of them watched it. And it's like, no, like, no one watches these videos when you start. It's like you just slowly build an audience. So. Yeah. Yep, they come back for more because they like you. If they like you, yeah. Cool. Thank you. Well, we appreciate what you do. Um, Mr. Hepler, what you got? One last thing, bud. Uh, this weekend um, is the Cyclocross Obra State Championship. Um, it, it almost didn't happen this year, um, but um, uh, Eric Tonkin from um, Selwood Cycle was able to get the same venue that we had last year down at Oak Park, uh, Bridge City Cross. Uh, so the cyclocross uh, state championships will happen this Saturday and Sunday. Nice. Will so, you be there? Um, will you be back? For I that? will not. I will not be back for that. I, matter of fact, um, my cross season is done now because I'm just I'm I'm gone. You celebrate with vodka. Yeah, so it's vodka time. When are you coming so, back? When are you going to head north? Um, I, I know. won't. Be, well, I'll be back on Sunday. I'll be back on Sunday, but then I'm only home for like five days, and then I'm gone till like the middle of December. Okay. So fun. But yeah, so come out and race your bike. It should be it should be fun. Bridge City is a great venue. Oh, it's it's at Oaks Park, right near downtown, um, in the Selwood area. So it's it's kind of cool. Gotcha. That's it. All right. Um, my one last thing is um, one week from today will be four years since we lost our good friend Michael Myers. Wow. And it's still kind of mind boggling to, to think about that and everything that's transpired since he's left, but, um, still miss the guy dearly. And, uh, that's going to be the reminder that we need to do our annual Michael Myers Memorial ride. 
it will be um, not on the anniversary of his uh, his passing, and it won't be before. I would generally try and do it before, but because of what Lance just said, because that's a two-day big cyclocross thing, and we know a lot of people um, were very close to Michael, um, we decided to push it out one more week. So we're on the 12th of November. We will do his memorial ride. We'll do the same thing. We're going to ride out to, uh, was it Ryan Trevelli Road? And we'll go out there and have some coffee and donuts at Michael Myers' little tree that we uh, kindly I don't know, adopted as him. <laughs> it's got a nice little peekaboo view of Multnomah Falls. And we'll ride out there and do that and, and back. It'll be about a 44-mile ride, if I'm not mistaken. And it's going to be... Um, you know, just one of those rainy days and just come out rain or shine and enjoy it. And we'll, uh, we'll get together and we'll just remember Michael. It'll be uh, a fun day. If, you guys cool. if anybody wants to join yeah. us, it's posted up on the dialed cycling uh, Strava club. Um, all are welcome and uh, come out there. Even if you want to just come out for a bicycle ride or meet some people or come out for a workout, um, be happy to have you. And we'll give you some donuts too. We'll bring out some dot donuts. Those were some of Michael's favorites and we'll, we'll get that done. Um, what about your sugar challenge? <laughs> we didn't put that on the list though, okay. but I will have to log it into, uh, I guess to my fitness my pal. Fitness. <laughs> so, yep. Kind of excited about that. Um, and the other thing is, uh, well, I guess there's one last thing. The other thing for, like, uh, I'll say for me and Lance, we did put out a video for, uh, YouTube. Last I saw weekend, all that. The, the Varia radar RCT 715 video. So that was yeah. fun. Yeah. That's a good one. That's got it down to 30 minutes per minute. And I think mine's like two hours per minute, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I'll get better with that over the course of time. I've been trying to dabble with uh, the video editing stuff just to get more proficient. So hopefully we put out some more videos. Cool. Anything else, guys? That's good. Awesome. We will be back next week with another one of these. Until then, bye for now.